Today's podcast is brought to you by Elenco Animal Health and Kelly's Finance. Welcome again, folks. I'm Kerry Lonigan. You're on The Grill with Beef Central. Today, we're back to the recent BeefX Lock Feeders Convention in Brisbane. The consensus is it was one of the best ever. Today, we'll hear some abbreviated opinions on the industry issues. Uh, biosecurity and staffing were at the top or near the top. First, though, let's uh, hear from, not with one of the big fellas, but an industry veteran who runs a smaller style feedlot, I think you could call it, with uh, around 5,000 head on board, David Brown from the West Taugai feedlot on the Western Downs of Queensland. Welcome. You're on the grill. How are you going, Terry? I'm very well, thank you, David. Now, you were at BFX 22 in Brisbane. Lot feeders from all across Australia. Biggest crowd I've seen at that event for years. What was your experience? I thought it was a very well-organised conference, extremely well-supported by our trade exhibitors, and uh, it was a credit to them, the range and diversity of the exhibits that we had there. I think a lot of people were very happy, but what any particular highlight that you, you, you could mention? I think the uh, influence of shade was very noticeable and shedding. The other one was the research that's going on in uh, meat eating quality that's coming through from various levels from MLA. Indeed, yes. And we'll talk about that in a moment. But first, the... Uh the chatter was varied, I thought, but when I put some pertinent question to various lot feeders about the uh, issues that are worrying them at present, the, the responses were strikingly similar. Let's have a listen. Welcome, you're on the grill with Beef Central, coming to you today from the Royal National Association's Brisbane Showgrounds, the Royal Conference Hall, I think it's called, and there's a conference on here, all right, it's called BeefX 2022, lot feeders and uh, apparatchiks from all over Australia, about 600 of them here, and we're going to ask the opinions of how the industry is going from just a few of those people present today. First guest today is Andrew Slack. Where are you from, Andrew? Rangers Valley, Glenninus. And what do you do there? I'm the operations manager. So, how's the year been so far for you? Uh, we had a not too bad winter, not as bad as last year, so still plenty of rainfall, and uh, yeah, the cattle supplies really well. And what's the uh, cheap issue that you're facing? We've got a few, but uh, labour doesn't seem to be one at the moment. We've got plenty of good staff around us, which is great, but uh, just the wet conditions. Now, biosecurity, is that in your thoughts at all? Yes, always. Uh, We we have been bolstering our biosecurity procedures uh, with everything going on uh, in the world today, so that's one thing that we're constantly uh, keeping up. Outlook for the year ahead, do you think? What do you reckon? Uh, As long as we don't keep getting this rain through summer, we should be fine. That's unusual for a grazier to complain about too much rain. Yeah, no, it's, it's been, uh, been a real challenge. Who am I talking to? Uh, ben Strahan. From? Uh, Sapphire Feedlock under Windy. So what do you do there? Uh, operations manager. How's the uh, year been so far? Uh, yeah, good year so far. Yeah, uh, looking at like, uh, yeah, another wet summer. Yeah. Now, what are the, what's the major issue facing the feedlock? Just, yeah, too much rain at the moment, yeah. And um, pen conditions are good, but it's just um, getting rid of that manure at the other end. Staff shortages? Like, like everyone in the district, yeah, experiencing yeah, a few labour shortages. Biosecurity an issue on your, on your, in your thought process? Uh, yeah, it's always in the back of mind. And what's your confidence about the year ahead? 
yeah, yeah, good confidence, yeah, getting good results with cattle still, despite the trying conditions. Uh, am I, and I'm talking to? Uh, Jason Lewis. And where are you from, Jason? Uh, Jack Wagee Farms, Cleve Court Feedlot at Bingra, New South Wales. So how's the year been so far? Wet. Yes. <laughs> it's a common complaint. Too much rain. You never thought that would happen. Well, I'm not going to say quite too much yet. I don't, I don't want to be seen to be complaining about it. But, you know, west of us, it's getting very wet. And, you know, that's just something that we live with, I suppose. What, yeah. are, what, are, what are the other challenges you're facing at the moment? Uh, I suppose... Really and truly, the strong prices are playing a little bit of havoc with, with feedlot, you know, trying to buy and feed. Um, the end market's probably not quite catching up or keeping up with, with on-farm prices, but we breed as well as feed, so we can't... We have a win either way, I suppose. Labour shortages in your area at all? Uh, there is. Um, we're fortunate at the moment we've got a really good team. Um, you know, a couple of girls, a couple of guys, um, but we did go through period there earlier on where it took us three months to, to find someone um, and it was getting well looking looking like it was going to be unattainable but things turned around and probably worked out for the better to be honest biosecurity issues there on your mind I suppose um, in the back back of my mind you know, we're a small feedlot um, we try and um, yeah try and keep um, ourselves isolated I suppose you could say and there's not much we personally can do about that. Um, try and let the big guys and the government handle it. So what are you looking forward to, a good year? Yeah, look, we're, um, we're undulating where we are. Um, grass is growing, cows are happy. Look, the feedlot cattle are a little bit soggy. Um, we lose a few fences here and there, but really and truly, you know, compared to a few years ago, we're in paradise. Jason, thank you. Two young ladies with me now at BFX uh, 22, Maranti and Ellie. Ellie, uh, you're from where? Uh, so we're from Coosian Downs in WA. Uh, so that's only about, about two hours north of Perth near Mora. Sorry? A feedlot? Yeah, feedlot there. How many cattle are you running there? Uh, at the moment we're around 13, but we're filling up to our capacity at uh, 20,000. What sort of year have you had? It's been good. Uh, we've had plenty of rain, which has been good. Um, we're just sort of waiting now to see if what the summer rains are going to, what the rains are going to do during our harvest, the hay and and what, that's how that's going to affect our feed coming through. But yeah, it's been good. Cattle looking good and. Any uh, problems there? Any issues there like uh, staff shortages or anything like that that stand out? Um, previously we have had a few issues trying to get staff, like feedlots aren't very big in WA, so, but we're slowly building up and it's been good getting a few more people coming through. When you're having a chat over dinner, do you talk about biosecurity or anything like that? Yeah, I think we do. It does pop up in conversations every so often, so it's like always in the back of our minds. Yeah. So what sort of uh, year are you you're looking forward to? Oh. 2023. Hopefully a little bit drier, not too much, but little, um, we had a few issues like lots of rain and stuff with cattle, so. So you've had too much rain in WA as well? Oh, we've had heaps. For the area we're in, yeah, we've had about 650 mil of rain. Normally it's about 400, 450, so. Yeah. Yep. 
So, Ellie, a good year ahead, 2023? Oh, we always hope for it. And, you know, with the, is it La Nina that's over, printed over here, so we should hopefully receive a nice wet winter again and give us plenty of water to carry over the summer and dry period. Now, our next uh, Box Pop guest is with me now. Ryan, where are you from? I'm from 18 Feedlot, and that is just northwest of Warwick in Queensland. And, Ryan Keeper, how has the year been for the feedlot so far? Well, it has been, it's been very interesting, but uh, looking at the way things are, we've had a bit of a challenging year with the weather, but uh, the way things are going, like, we're sort of adapting a little bit, but um, looking forward to it being quite, like, uh, like into the likes of uh, all our um, yielding and that, like, considering the conditions we've had, like, well, I can only see it improving from here, I it's guess. It's odd having to, uh, to complain about too much rain, isn't it? But uh, what about the other factors that are talked about? Labour shortages? Labour shortages, yes, we are. N not exactly labour shortages, but I guess skilled labourers. We really are sort of seeing a bit of a lack in that in the industry at the moment. But um, I guess uh, one thing that they could encourage our... Uh, encourage our, um, the industry to run uh, some people like if they start offering more programs like what um, Alpha have here uh, like all these uh, Cert 3s and like feed oil operations and all these short term courses I think it will attract a fair few more people into the um, industry hopefully. Yes. You talk about um, biosecurity at all when you're having dinner at night? Oh, absolutely yeah like it's it's always on our mind like especially with um, foot and mouth disease and that on our door but we try our best to keep that sort of thing out. We don't really need that sort of thing in the country all the time, but yes. Absolutely not. Now, what about next year? What are your uh, bright prospects, you think? Oh, for the feedlot industry, yeah, like, I guess, yeah, we'll just keep adapting in that, like, uh, especially if we can improve our nutrition and, uh, like, all our nutritional values and that. But yeah, it should be quite good. Yeah. All right, thank you. Thank you. Now, where are you from? Uh, GNU Feedlot. And your name is? Simon Kensett. And what do you do at uh, GNU? Uh, I'm the manager there. Okay, well that's a responsibility. What sort of year have you had so far? Uh, really good actually. We probably haven't had as much rain as the southern guys, so it's been a, a great winter for us. Big crops around us and um, yeah, we've had green grass all year. Alright, so grain okay? Uh, it is, it is, it's not too bad in CQ. The milling to feed wheat spread's pretty big, so uh, as long as you can get feed wheat, uh, it's not crazy bad, but the, the milling guy, like so any good high protein wheat is uh, going pretty well. What's the biggest problem out there? Is it still a shortage of skilled staff? Um, we're going pretty good this winter. Um, but I think overall, in whatever industry we're in, yeah, skilled staff is probably one of the biggest problems. Yeah. yeah. And when you sit down at night, do you talk about biosecurity issues? Yeah, we're, we're planning for it. Um, but I think a classic case of don't, um, probably don't be alarmed, you know. Australian quarantine is pretty good um, and yeah I think that we need to back to go those guys in um, but doing all the preparation we can in house yeah I don't probably lose sleep over it though. And keep your fingers crossed now um, what's the outlook for the uh, 2023 for your feedlot? Um, pretty good um, yeah we're just we're we're um, we are considering um, building some more pens and increasing some capacity but you know it's all just in the in the pipeline we're working through it.
the Aussie dollar at 63 cents would be helping? Yeah, look, it is helping for beef exports, but uh, it also uh, definitely pushes up the price of commodities. So one of our largest input costs is grain. And uh, yeah, like I mentioned, it's it's pretty high and that's only helping the export side of things for grain. The one thing about the rain is there'll be a lot of feed wheat around. That's right, yeah. And there's a big spread at the moment. So um, yeah, I don't want to wish the rain to ruin any crops, but yeah, it um, it, yeah, it might help us in the, in the short term. Simon, good luck and thank you. Thank you, Kerry. Something different now. We've got a Wagyu breeder from central Queensland. Darren, uh, how's the Wagyu business? Oh, it's going very good, very strong at the moment. So you've had a, have you had a reasonable season? We've had a fantastic season. We've had our normal rainfall, but spread over the 12 months of the year. Well, that's, that's unusual to see that happen and not complain about too much rain. No, no, we've had it very good. We've had um, good crops and no flooding, nothing like in the south. Issues elsewhere like uh, staff shortages or skilled staff shortages, I should say? No, we don't. We have a very low staff turnover and they're, they're all very highly skilled and stay, luckily. Now, it's a lucrative business you're in, the Wagyu's. Um, when you sit down at night, do you talk or think about um, biosecurity issues? Or Yes, I do. I think about that a lot, and particularly over the last six to 12 months, there's been a lot of need to discuss that. Yeah, and, and uh, does it concern you about what's being done or what's not being done? Uh, my concern was information going out to people, but there's been a big push on lately from MLA, which is pleasing. Um, my thoughts on that are, is we all need to know what the triggers and the action plan is, so when it happens, we're ready for it, because it needs to happen fast. And what's the outlook for the next year, apart from that, those overlaying concerns about biosecurity, what's the, what's the outlook for you? Oh, very positive, and I'm not even concerned about them. Um, I think if we have decent plans in place, we can get through. Um, our biosecurity, our management of our movement of our animals is very stringent. Um, locking away of genetics for the future in the instance that we do have the Armageddon case is already done in my position. Darren, thank you. Good luck. Thank you. So that's a selection of the uh, lot feeders were at BFEX last week and some of the uh, answers to the question, which was, what are the problems facing lot feeders today? How did you uh, see that, David, with the responses? I thought uh, very good. The, the staffing issue is, is uh, very, very much uh, front and centre. Our own feedlot, uh, luckily, we have the best staff that we've had in 30-odd years and a credit to them for our performance and our efficiency in the feedlot. But we're very fortunate that we do have a number of quality small towns around us in this Eastern Downs area where housing's affordable, where they can still get rentals. And I think if you're out towards uh, Western Queensland, it's going to get a lot tougher. Yes, you. so you've got uh, locals, as mostly your staff, but some of the lot feeders, I understand, rely heavily on even backpackers, and that hasn't even uh, come back anywhere near where it has been before COVID. That's for sure. Uh, we don't use any backpackers at all. Uh, what we have done is uh, got involved with Scots College at Warwick, and we're taking on uh, school-based apprenticeships in grade 11 and 12 and hoping that we're able to make uh, some of these students what I call work-ready when they leave school 
they'll be able to get a higher salary and they'll be ready to start producing for themselves and their employer. Or we'll go off to Gatton maybe and learn even more. That would even be better if they can carry on, but we also want them so that they're able to go to Gatton and uh, either do a tech course or a, a degree, but they're, they're work ready and they understand life. Now, at FedEx, biosecurity issues were front and centre with many of them. Uh, are they in your discussion area? Yes, they are. Biosecurity's always been, uh, uh, along with animal welfare and animal health, is a number one issue at any feedlot. Um, we, we're we very conscious of it. Uh, we've got programs implemented to try and uh, prevent getting disease onto the place. But I also went and did a refresher course as a vet for uh, foot and mouth about two months ago for a couple of days so that it's very conscious. Our staff get trained on it and our QA system that the feedlot industry should be very proud of, allows us to have control over both animal and visitors to the feedlot. I may as well ask this question now, because you are a qualified vet. The Immune Ready program that's being run out at present, what's your reaction to that? What do you think of it? It's certainly going to help with people that are unable to have a uh, composite backgrounding situation attached to the feedlot. Um, We use that program in our backgrounding cattle and virtually all cattle on our feedlot are backgrounded. This allows the animal to come into the feedlot and with the good health that they exhibit post-entry to the feedlot allows them to show their maximum growth and their genetic potential that they achieve both on grass and on uh, grain fed. So it's not just another needle. It's not just another needle. It's all part of a program that you do. Virtually every beast in our feedlot does 42 days in the backgrounding system or longer. And there's no question that backgrounded cattle perform better in the feedlot because you don't have subclinical diseases or actual disease cases. I heard a discussion at FedEx from, with two experienced operators about the importance of backgrounding. And one of them there decreed that the the this substantial nature of your backgrounding is the most important feature to give profit to your to your industry. I'd have to uh, agree with that person. Uh, certainly, we've been doing it now for about 28, 30 years, backgrounding, and we've got nine centre pivots of which we do it under on irrigation crops. And there is no question it improves your profit it improves your animal welfare and it improves the performance of the animals within the feedlot. Time for a quick break. A message from our sponsors, Alenco Animal Health and Kelly's Finance. Akatak Duo Star from Alenco provides knockdown and residual control of cattle ticks and ivermectin sensitive parasites. Applied early in the season, Akatak Duo Star reduces the buildup of the tick population and helps to prolong the life of effective chemistry. Give ticks and worms the flick with Akatak Duo Star. Always read and follow the label directions and ensure good agricultural practice for optimal parasite control. Established since 1988, Kelly's Finance Group have the finance solutions when it comes to agribusiness lending, from property loans and livestock funding to machinery and vehicle finance. They are the experts in arranging finance on behalf of their clients, 
that not only ensures market-leading interest rates, but more importantly, financing that is suited to your agricultural operations, not your lender's bottom line or their preferred security position. With access to an array of specialist and traditional finance providers, there's no job too big or too small for the Kelly's Finance Group team. Contact Kelly's Finance Group today for an independent and confidential discussion and how we can add value to your business moving forward. Welcome back. I'm with David Brown. He's got the West Talgai feedlot and he's with me on the grill. Now, issues that were not highlighted, but I th- think uh, uh, I did hear some chatter about it. The cost of electricity for your operation, is that a concern or just, just sucking it up? Always a cost of electricity is a concern. The cost of energy, uh, we just got notified that we've got a 15% levy on uh, freight now um, for cattle coming and going out of the feedlot. We instigated a program uh, of uh, solar panels and we put uh, six major solar arrays in the feedlot about uh, seven or eight years ago and that's lowered our cost dramatically. Um, we now are able to use about 80% of the solar panel energy that we create in the vicinity of the feedlot on site here. We're not in the business of trying to make a profit exporting it to the grid. We're using it on site. What's this levy, Dave? 15%? Is that a fuel levy? A fuel levy, that's we've, uh, yes, on it. And I think that's going to apply to every commodity delivered to the feedlot or taken off the feedlot. One of the advantages we've got is that we are within uh, a couple of hours of the abattoirs here. So once again, the Eastern Downs is a very um, good spot to be in as opposed to, say, dragging from Roma. But it seems you've got more and more costs. Uh, as years go by, you have further impositions like this uh, food levy. What are your margins like now? Are they tighter than ever? They are, but uh, we've been... Uh, We've associated with Woolworths and have been for thirty odd years, and once again they're conscious of these costs, and we work together to try and both of us to make a profit. We need Woolworths and they need us, and it's a mutually beneficial arrangement. David, uh, over the overall markets, including exports, there's quite a positive vibe around at present, isn't there? It is, uh, and uh, after being through the drought. Uh, we need a few years of positive vibes. Uh, there is a little bit of grass fever in the buying of uh, animals for the backgrounding side of it, but you have to accept that that's part of the market forces. And uh, I think if you were going to start your career again, you'd started in uh, agriculture and animal husbandry. Yes, the, uh, the, the, the excess of rain over recent months has been bad for a lot of uh, graziers and certainly a lot of farmers, but one thing that's emerged out of it, there will almost certainly be a lot of feed uh, grain available this summer, uh, post this summer. Yes, there, there will be at this early stages. Um, we just bought our first lot in uh, yesterday. It was high moisture grain, but we're able to use that in our system at the moment. Um, but there will be um, su- su- sufficient grain to supply our industry. Um, straw, I think, might be, and, and roughage might be a, another challenging issue with this uh, because a lot of these poor farmers have had their whole crop wiped out. Yeah, roughage has been a bit of a challenge for feedlots for a couple of years now, hasn't it? 
It has, uh, but anybody uh, that's been in this game long enough, you have to drought-proof yourself. So you have opportunities to put silage away, and we're currently got five years silage away, and we're working to put seven years away, hopefully in the next 12 to 18 months, and that drought-proofs your operation. Um, straw is, is normally available, but you can't cut low-energy or high-moisture commodities any long distance. Seven years silage, that's very impressive. I've got to say, I've never heard so much chatter about silage as I have in the last six or eight months. There's so much of it going on. It's a good, great idea, isn't it? Oh, it's a wonderful product, um, and it's perfect for backgrounding. And we uh, feed all of our backgrounders uh, a silage ration, and then they're what we call bunk-ready. So when they come into the feedlot, uh, they're performing from day one, and uh, it's a big help. It's easy to store. Uh, we don't have major problems here with things like pigs and that sort of stuff, but the technology in silage has improved dramatically in the last uh, 10 to 20 years. David, you're one of the smaller operators. Just how many would you have on deck at any one time? We can have up to 5,000 uh, at one time. We're currently about uh, two and a half, three now, and uh, we purely feed our own cattle. We don't custom feed at all, and we do have this relationship with Woolworths and it's, we continue uh, hopefully in the future that we'll be able to uh, expand on that. So do you feed, you feed exclusively or supply exclusively to Woolies? Do you, do you export any? We do uh, do some export but they're very minor numbers in comparison to our trade market. Yeah. Uh, the reason we stay in trade is that I'm not very smart at trying to pick where markets are going to go and we don't have to worry about the Australian dollar as much as you would do if you're in an export market. No, it's, but it, it is pretty good at the moment, 63, 64 cents or something. That's terrific for exports. Yeah, it's wonderful. Uh, and uh, the domestic ones suit the backgrounding operation that we've got um, to try and run two different uh, mobs of great quantities through would compromise that. So we're able to standardise the animals that we buy and standardise the animals we feed. Any any hopes or, or aspirations for 2023? Yes, I think uh, what we're going to see in 2023 will be uh, wonderful cattle coming off. It's been the grass-fed people's last couple of years to try and make a few bob and put it away for, no doubt, the drought that will come around the corner. But we're much better prepared for it, uh, both in the quantity of water in either in the profile or in groundwater in the streams and in North Stream storages, and also our grain will uh, be back up to a competitive price. So you're saying be prepared for the next drought, folks, because there's nothing sure it will happen. Absolutely. Um, you have to uh, make hay while the sun shines, as they say. You have to put away for the next drought. It's inevitable. It's a natural part of Australia's climate, and invariably uh, we have the animal welfare issues the thing that's has helped Australia, in my opinion, over the last 30, 50 years has been the road trains allowing us to move cattle long distances quickly and feedlots. David Brown, a great pleasure to talk with you. Thank you for being on The Grill with Beef Central. Cheers, Terry. Bye. And thank you for joining me today. Until next time, I'm Kerry Lonigan, and this is The Weekly Grill brought to you by Alenco Animal Health and the Kelly's Finance Group. 